listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. And then talking on podcasts is like the number one rule of not fucking podcasting. You didn't want it? Yep. And then I also talked about putting your microphone in a position that was level with your mouth. I'm not going to do fuck that, that also. Go fuck that. That's down. pointed down. What are you That's f- like a complete... Just look at me and Scott. We both have a similar setup. There you go. Either that or slouch more. Go fuck yourself. This, this is, is 9 to 5. <laughs> 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Back for the first time in a little while. Mm-hmm. In a couple yeah. weeks. We're... Uh, I'm Keith. Scott. I'm John. Yeah. Oh, we got our own names, right? We did it. We did it all. What's uh, what's up to talk about? I know that Scott said that he has something that's really oh, yeah. boring I'm and not funny to talk I'm about. Super though. fucking mad. So, do we want to lead off with? He's a- actually going to talk about like print media, which I think intrinsically is funny <laughs> because <laughs> newspapers. Yeah, yeah. I read the newspaper today. Go. So this is how we're, this is our lead off. Our lead off story on tonight's that's episode right. of 90s. Top story. 90s. All right. So I read the newspaper today, which first of all, kind of weird, kind of dirty. Hey, that's okay. It's oh, retro. Sticky. That shit's coming back. Yeah, You're yeah, kind it's... of a big hipster, though, so I can understand. Hipsters are going to start reading newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> so I flipped over to the entertainment section, and I see an ad mm-hmm. for, I guess, just for laughs. Okay, well, maybe. Comedian. Comedian. I'm using the quotation marks here. Oh, man, please don't Comedian. Oh, it could be somebody on, on our podcast. Jeff Dunham is coming to town. Oh, Jeff Dunham. We made fun of him on the podcast before. Who's Jeff Dunham? Really? I don't know if we... Jeff, Jeff, no, it wasn't me, it must have been... Might not have been 90 yet, it might have been on Go Plug Yourself. So Jeff Dunham is a comedian who you'll, you'll see on the Comedy Network all the time, okay. because he's got puppets. He's a ventriloquist. He's, oh, I heard about this guy, there's guys in my office who are going to see him. And hyper, the, the puppets are like stupid racist jokes, whatever, like he has okay. like a skeleton of a Muslim who's this terrorist guy, and he's like, don't blame me for 9-11, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the joke. That's the joke. And he's one of the top, this will make you even more mad, he's like one of the top five earning comedians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how mad I am? Do you know where he's playing? Here in Montreal? Last desire? No. The Fabulous. Bell Center. Holy what? shit. He is playing to like 21,000 at no, a no, hockey no. game, so there's more than that. No, 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 no. But, they, they, but they'll do like even... Um, they do the half rink, right? Yeah, they'll do a half rink or whatever. They, so like, what, 18,000 people? Small. No, smaller than that. There, there, there's, multiple, there's multiple setups. The comedians usually have a setup that's about ten to 12,000. Yeah. 12,000 people in this city will go okay, see like, You're worried because this is all racist? No, because, because, it's, not no, because funny. it's not funny. Because okay. it's insanely upsetting as, as as a fan of funny people, yeah. <laughs> as a friend of funny people, mm-hmm. as as someone who likes people being funny. The fact that this guy is booked at the Bell Center That's is insane. Guess. I want to go and protest. Okay. I want to go and he's, picket this. I want to go and as people are filing in, I want to take pictures of everyone and shame them on the internet. <laughs> Do it. I actually, seriously, today, this morning, there was a bunch of people in my office talking about how happy they were they won tickets to see this guy on show, and I I never fucking heard of him before. He's not fucking funny. Really? Like, he's, like, it's not that he's offensive. I don't give a fuck about yeah, offensive humor. Good like, like that, this, we just saw <laughs> yeah, new kids. We just saw new kids, <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Like, I, I could give a fuck about his offensiveness. It's that he is also just not funny. Like, makes fucking Jeff Foxworthy look like a, like a poet scholar, kind of like. Right. It's so, so lowbrow, like, poor execution. Walter and I, when we were in, um, when we were in, like, George, and we were, like, flicking back and forth between a show that was, like, literally, I don't know if this was the title, but it was definitely the content, Fat People Falling Down. Okay. <laughs> Profession- That's the show. That's the show. That's the joke. The show was just like it was just like I think it was the idea was to like like the way it maybe got produced was to like shame fat people into getting into shape, but it was just really? home videos of fat people falling down and hurting themselves in hilarious situations. It was like yep. America's funniest home videos fat people, people falling down. That sounds wow. like Tasha so, without the fucking rape jokes. Yeah. So that Pro Bull Riding, Jeff Dunham. Those three things, Jeff Dunham was the lowest brow. Of those professional bull riding, fat people falling okay, down. Did he Jeff sell Dunham. out to Bell Center, or is this like it, a? It was an ad for it. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's Avenco, right? So Avenco does all their bookings, which means that if they thought he could only get four thousand, they put it at Metropolis. Okay. Like, like their Avenco's not doesn't stupid about it. Not doesn't stupid. Okay. They're not gonna they're not gonna fuck up a booking. Like he might not sell out the whatever they have set up from at the Bell Center. Yeah. But if it was only gonna be four thousand people, they probably would have put him at Metropolis because the people I talked to were pumped about paying like forty bucks to see him or eighty bucks to see. Are him. those people listeners to the show? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, they'll be really mad at you now. Maybe they are. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they listen. Hey people. The fuck is wrong with well, you? Well, no, but at least okay. These people won tickets, so you could, if you loved us. Give us the tickets, and then we could loudly heckle him. That's <laughs> like, not going to happen. They were pumped to go see this guy. Oh, and everybody in the office was like, puppets? Really? Puppets? He's like, no, man, they're funny. They're not funny. They're, they're not, not funny. funny. John, when, when you're done with this YouTube, YouTube some Jeff Dunham, and you'll be like, Yeah, what? yeah I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. So this is what made okay, you Okay, but angry. only John. Nobody else. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> don't don't give to, this guy hits. Don't add to his hits. Yeah. So, Scott, here's yeah. your question. Are you gonna do what you said and like take photos and like shame them on the internet? And you should like, I'm, like you know, head down there with your camera. I be, would like, fucking be like, that. I work for uh, I work for this site called Nine to Five dot CC, and oh. we think what you're doing is deplorable. <laughs> 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 you're giving him money. This is would bad, you? and you are bad for doing this. Oh, Smile. <laughs> we we could bring our phones and set up clips and then like show them. This is what you paid to see, yep. and if they laugh, shame them more. Yeah, exactly. Get them coming in, get them coming out, try to find the same people. Oh. Still feel good about your decision? You just you just sat through that. And then get Jeff on the show. <laughs> and then get Jeff Dunham on, go plug yeah. yourself. <laughs> He'll bring the puppets. He'll bring the fucking puppets. Oh, goddamn. That's like, and that's like not, he's so bad. It's like, that bad. You guys are like really. It's really, really I, that I, bad. Like, I, like I said, it's not even funny. Like, like there's stuff like, um, like when we saw Russell Peters. Yeah. Russell Peters was a lot of safe comedy. But Super it was Super safe. Fun. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. he had the jokes, and they were funny. Safe comedy is okay. Is it? It's all right. I feel a little sad. I always, I always imagine these guys, like Bob Saget, doing super safe comedy on America's Funniest Home Videos. You could tell he just wanted to do more. Yeah, but I don't think that everybody's like that. Yeah. I think that there's a market for stuff that makes your parents laugh. And I think that maybe if it makes your parents laugh, it might make other people laugh. I like, guess it makes you a millionaire, too. We're still talking about very successful fucking comedians True story. Yeah. But, I mean, but, like, we're also, all three of us grew up in a fucking on the internet yeah, like of sorts so it's like our our like envelope for what we think is funny is huge so but like yeah. but that's not Dunham but but you know what you you don't have to be risky to be funny I mean like Mitch Hedberg is not a risky comedian very dry very <laughs> off a couple drug references here and there yeah. that are like but that's not what kills it yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah exactly. temporarily stares is safe comedy and yeah, funny. No, funny yeah yeah yeah, yeah so sure. I don't understand you guys are like complimenting 
safe comedy. No, what I'm saying is that there, there's, there's, there's like a way to do, at this guy. I'm saying that there's a way to do stuff that I'm not into right. that I can still acknowledge as funny. This guy is not this guy that. is not that. <laughs> like like that's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm not saying that like the his brand that... of comedy, his brand of comedy just isn't fucking funny. Right. Like it's unless not, that's, it's tragedy because it's it's not comedy. Oh, it's damn. tragic. Some people like stupid things. I guess there are lots. I mean, I don't know. Shit sells. Stuff that we hate. So, like, if you like Twilight, you love Jeff Dunham. Yeah, like, Twilight. I don't know. That's a good example. L- lots of people love fucking Twilight. Oh. You know, like, oh yeah, I make fun of them all the time. <laughs> Doesn't mean you have to make fun of them. Oh, uh, really yeah, 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 that's me. <laughs> uh, Scott, has your wife read Fifty Shades of Grey yet? Nope. Oh, don't she, think so. Is she gonna? Uh, is she gonna? Maybe she read it and she like didn't tell you about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, she she reads it when you're in the shower and then you get after shower nookie. <laughs> oh, she's like, mm, Scott. I don't know. She, like you're the only person who's in contact with a person who might read it. Like I know that she would plow through it and not think it was good, but like she has the tendency to occasionally <laughs> plow through it. <laughs> <laughs> like that was her being like the Twilight series weren't good. Why did you read all of them? <laughs> like, that was like. You, you, I didn't, know. I, I you thought al- they were going to get better? It, it's almost defensible. There's some people who just, like, read fucking everything. Remember yeah. Jessica McGrath? Oh. She used to, like, pick up a hundred books in a fucking semester. And yeah, dude, I was librarian all of the them club, were dude. so bad. And it was like, <laughs> Jess, 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 somebody, Jess, Jess, somebody. Well, what was it like the... the my, the, wife, the, my wife reads 70 books a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. She just... More than one a week. Choose through what the format. What was the fucking series? It was like the, the King of the Discs or something? Discworld. No, 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 no. Discworld's great. Yeah. But it was just sort of like, it was, I'm saying King of the Discs because it was like Lord of the Rings. Right. But it was just sort of like, and you read the back of it and it just seemed like almost an exact replica of the, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's, like, it's fucking Terry Brooks and his Shannara stuff. That was the one that for me was like yeah. the shitty version of fucking Everything. Lord of the Rings. Oh my God. Yeah. I miss that library. Yeah, me it's my too, favorite. kind of. <laughs> We should walk back in there sometime. Not recognize anyone. Not recognize anybody and be like, walk over to the desk and be like, I fucked somebody on that. Or walk over to the... the I don't even know if it's the same desk. It's, well, they moved the space, right? Yeah, yeah, For listeners, what we're talking about right now is... <laughs> is that 2C10? Or was that... 2C14? 2C14? 2C10 was... Oz The plant? Oz, whatever. It was a plant. 2C10. I th- 2C10 sounds more... More right. Really? 2C10 yeah. sounds pretty right, but I'm thinking that that might be... Was it Oswald's? Whatever you know, the, the other no, place that was, was not uh, Conrad's, Oscars, Oscars, Oswalds. It wasn't Oswalds. Whatever the fuck. Dawson it? Science Fiction Fantasy Association. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is how we all know each other. Yeah. Amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, not not that surprising, but given our age differences slightly, you're like there's three years in between each of us and six years in between me and Scott. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't really make sense. <laughs> we all met in this club in college that only lasts two years. <laughs> I was on a five-year program at Dawson. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Yeah, I did in three. I, feel, I don't feel so bad. Eleven semesters. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So what else is going on, guys? I don't know, man. I pretty much lived at Fantasia for the last yeah, two weeks. Uh, three weeks. I, uh, I am about halfway through Daredevil Yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. Have you read Yellow? Mm-hmm. What's did Yellow? Did you like it? Uh, Yellow is um. Oh, Jeff, is this Jeff a Loeb. Green Lantern. No, no, t- Daredevil. I said, God damn it. So it, it's for some reason, and I think that it's partially because Tim Sale is colorblind. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> him and Jeff Loeb do these series. They do. They did Spider Man. Blue. Spider Man Blue, Hulk Gray. Even though there already was a Hulk Gray, Hulk Daredevil Yellow. Is there another one? Yeah. Captain America what White. Is, what is Captain, like alternate reality? White. It's not usually alternate reality. It's usually retellings. Okay. Like, of like taking... Because like, you know, like original... When a lot of these characters were... At least the Daredevil one. Like when a lot of these characters were started, it was just sort of like 
anyway, his dad died, and now he's Daredevil. You yeah. know, like, hey, yeah. and it was, like, done in, like, one page, you know? Like, so it's just kind of, like, taking a lot of the origin stories and just sort of, like, expanding them outwards into, like, proper storytelling. At least that's the case with Daredevil Yellow. I don't know about the case of the other ones. Yeah, they're all kind of like that. Yeah, so the reason that he's yellow is because his dad was a, uh, his dad was a boxer, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the, little, the robe thing that the boxer comes in was yellow, and mm-hmm. he made his first costume Based on that. using, well, no, out of, out of the robe. Like, mm. he, like, stitched the Daredevil costume out of it because his father was, like, wrongfully murdered. Plus, he's blind, so fuck, he didn't know about yellow. Know for <laughs> shit. Could have <laughs> been polka know. dot. What does he know from yellow? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would have been the best. I'm Daredevil. You're just in polka dots. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Is father, he was a great boxer. It's really good. I yeah. I really, really love uh, Tim Sale's artwork. Okay. Logan Sale did Long Halloween, right? Mm. Um, this is a little more, less stylized than a lot of the art going on in Long Halloween, but he does it all with, uh, with like, watercolors, yeah? Like, the, the coloring is... It's all wash. It's all yeah. wash. It's all, like, so it, it all Wait, looks... what does that mean? It means he adds water to the inks. So, so it, like, spreads a little it. more naturally? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it kind of, you, you end up with a very, like, artistic... Say, say fluid. Artistic. I'm not going to say fluid. It looks more like art than less like a computer, right. like, filled color on section A. Okay. You know, so it looks like more like the whole entire thing that's done is like a... Not that you have any problem with digital coloring. No. All right. I have no problems with digital coloring. But as a result, the whole thing looks like you don't really know when it takes place, but like you're like the whole look and the style put together kind of makes it look like it's the 40s, which makes this like no sense. Mm-hmm. You're just sort of like, oh, Daredevil started in the 40s. Wait. Then how is he fucking Daredevil now if he's like 70 years old? Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what John's doing here. Why don't you ignore it and keep talking? Because it's hard to tell when you start doing things. I got ADD, dude. It also really works because uh, it helps cover up Jeff Loeb's writing. I mean, that's really good art. Jeff Loeb's writing is pretty good in this one. He hasn't gone like uh, he hasn't gone Red Hulk yet. <laughs> but yeah, no. Jeff like... Loeb and Tim Sale on Hulk Red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They put the color. They put the color after when it's Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. When it's Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis, color goes first. Uh, it's comic humor, I guess. No, it is, because Red Hulk sucked. All right, I'm, thir- I'm 30 pages Hulk. into Batman Year One. I-, I read it, like, years and years ago. You lent it to me to, like, pick up after our last conversation. It's fucking great. I'm, like, super pumped to keep going. I just don't have any time to read anything. We will now. <laughs> I will now. The Fantasia's what? over. Yeah. On this, on this, uh, the Batman subject, though, we have all finally seen Batman. There was something. What? Dark Knight Rises. About, yeah. about, before we go to Dark Knight. Okay. Um, is it Year One? Whether it's getting the animated? Um... Really? Yeah, there's one of the, the Frank Miller ones. Fuck, might be Dark Knight. Is it? Did he, did he did Dark Knight. He did Dark Knight Returns Dark in Knight Year Returns. One. Yeah, I think it's Dark Knight Returns that they're making animated, and like, it still has that gritty, like the the Frank Miller style. It looks very fucking cool. I saw the trailer for it a little while ago. That'll be very strange because that one is definitely a product of the '80s. Like that works in the context of it being the '80s. Um, Reagan has a big part to play in that car- comic, and. As he did in the Watchmen. A little weird. No, Nixon was the Watchmen. Well, same. Same? Well, that doesn't make no sense. Similar, though. both the Republican presidents, both presiding over times of trouble. Sort of, but Nixon was a war president, while Reagan wasn't really. That's a good point. Either way. Anyway. Looks very cool. They're political. But, th- but they, might, they might sort of like, uh, kind of like. Sneak it up or whatever else like that to put it into modern things. Like, what's his name? So now we. Can oh, I'm sure it. you can do it to push the plot forward, but it wouldn't have the same resonance. 
political implication. Like, oh yeah, well, like that whole why I feel like we might have even mentioned this last we week. We did. Like how Alan Moore doesn't want people to breed in the Watchmen anymore because he's like, it's not the Cold War, so it won't make sense. Because <laughs> we can't imagine the Cold well, War. Well, at least like... when you're reading it, you can you can say, okay, this was the eighties. Okay. Right. Um, but if if they made it into a cartoon and it was the eighties, then it would just like, do they set it in the eighties and just hope everyone remembers, or do they forget? the politics that are involved and mm. or maybe he's doing what was that really shitty one that he did Batman, Batman. and Robin Why, All-Star Batman? Jar? was it Batman and Robin All-Star Batman All-Star Batman it might have been All-Star Batman where they paint everything yellow so that they get to beat up the Green Lantern I'm the goddamn Batman yeah it's the I'm the, I'm the goddamn Batman but there's also a scene where they invite Green Lantern over mm-hmm. but they painted everything yellow and he's like what the shit and then they beat the shit out of him <laughs> they're like ah Green Lantern your weakness is yellow <laughs> like yeah kind of funny but that's what <laughs> like you're reading it and you're like Fuck you guys. And you can just imagine fucking, like, Frank Miller being like, I'm so fucking smart. Why did nobody think of this? Like, I don't pretty know. Sure, pretty sure every Green Lantern villain ever has thought of it. Like Sinistro with the yellow ring. <laughs> anyway, can we talk about the movie? We can, okay, we're going we're gonna to get, like, our crazy spoilers on about Dark Knight Rises. Of course I mean, we, we are. Can it's all fucking talk about three, it. it's been out for three weeks. It's, right. Every fan of the franchise has gone out to see it already. And even people who are only, like, people who are tangentially interested can just listen to us and not care that things are getting spoiled. Okay. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises is a fucking great movie. I enjoyed it. Quite a lot. And I'll tell you why I enjoyed it. Yep. It was an organic sequel to the first two movies. Yep. Well, that's the seeds... first. What? The whole first introduction is there is peace in the city because of the great sacrifice that Harvey Dent has made for us. No, the Harvey Dent act is totally tossed in there. What? What? The it was Harvey like the Dent core of the start of the film. The core of the start of the film, the Harvey Dent Act... Did you see the second movie? Yeah, I saw the second movie a bunch of times. The Harvey Dent Act was not remove oh, the okay. rights of all criminals ever and throw them in jail forever. And that's what it had turned into by the third. Okay, but like... They appropriated Harvey Dent. growth out of it. I don't know. I think that they appropriated... The, the theme of the second movie was someone else in Gotham needs to step up so that Batman doesn't need to exist and Gotham can clean itself up. And at the end of the second movie, they're like, Harvey, Batman will take the fall for the, the murder of Harvey Dent right. in order for Harvey to maintain that, that martyr yeah. image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. does and inspire he does Gotham. Yeah. Right. Which is like a big point of the movie. I guess so. I don't know. And I, it's organic. And it like it's not like, I just, oh, I oh yeah. Know. And also there's an alien symbiote with a new guy that Peter works with. To, to be fair, nobody here is going to argue. I don't think you, I'm speaking for you. I know I've already heard this from Keith, that nobody is going to say that it is like a flawless film it is full of flaws that you can pick out and that you can you can you can nitpick but i think as a a whole as a whole it's fantastic very 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 good yeah and i like i said i i thought that it that it flowed really well from one to two and that if your biggest jumping off point from i mean from one to three i should say your biggest jumping off point from two was Harvey Dent? There's a fucking problem because that movie was basically called the rise of the joker the jump from one to two was nothing other than oh hey there's another villain here let's go deal with it like yeah. it, it was nothing yeah. whereas the jump from two to three was this like organic plot driven element okay, like, I guess so. and like themes flowed from one and two yeah. to three I, I, found, whereas, I found two was almost a standalone that it, was absolutely, my, it like, could have been a standalone yeah, yeah. and it, in a sense it makes it the best Batman film because he starts as Batman and he ends as Batman there's a big bad fight with the Joker Joker is done better than has ever or probably will ever be done yeah, again yeah. And that's it. But this number three had the responsibility of capping on the whole series 
and being respectful to the two things that came before it. And I think it, it pulled off both of those sure, things. Sure. Despite having, yes, lots and lots of holes and flaws. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Did anything, anything bug, did anything bug you, Scott, about it? Um, I thought they changed the name of the Dick Grayson Robin character pointlessly. Yep. Um, I don't think that's true. I like I the, the execution was... of it, but why throw in that little Robin gag at the end? I think well, I think that that was just a little wool over the eyes on the viewer, and then like a little holding the hand right at the end. That being like, if you can't piece this together, yeah, he's he's fucking Robin. He's Robin, you know, yeah. like it was just sort of. But like, he's also not. He's never going to be Robin. He's going to be Batman. Nightwing, isn't that? No, be he's going to be Batman. The whole idea was, of all three movies, is I am Batman. I want so, somebody to replace me. So. There will always be a Batman as long as the city needs one. Mm-hmm. I guess so. But, I mean, I don't know if he'll necessarily be able to be Batman because he's not really rich. Nor what? is there much what? money anymore. He's There's... got the Batcave. The they Batcave. gave him a Batcave full of, full of all of his fun gadgets. Okay, but those are going to be out of date sooner or later. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. Remember, there was no more money. That was a pretty big part of the end. That's why I kind of thought, I guess he'll become Nightwing because Nightwing never had the gadgets Batman did. Hmm. No, but he was getting the money back. No, he was like, it was, yeah, they liquidated they, the assets. Didn't Selena nick all kinds of shit? Well, I'm sure, yeah, but what, they're going to they're gonna bring fucking Selena back now? She's off running around with Bruce. No, but that that was one thing that Lucius said to Bruce, was like, we can get it back, but it'll take a long time for the investigation know. to Everything's, happen. Everything's, okay, I guess so. I don't know, I would have to go into what happens with Wayne Enterprise. The last thing that they talk about money, though, is that they liquidated the assets of the house and gave it to Alfred, which is, yeah, it's a lot of money, but that's not Wayne Enterprise money. How did you guys feel about the MacGuffin? The, like the big bomb gets chucked into the middle of the city. Oh no! The bomb is going to blow up in six months. Yeah. So it's like it's a story element that is just like over the top, drives it, but doesn't make sense in and of itself. What the bomb? Yeah. The bomb's going to go off five months one way or the other. Yeah. More more plausible than the Rachel Ghoul fear gas and all the pipes. Yeah, yeah, that was really bad. Oh, fair enough, but but ain't we're talking about this movie? The, my uh, that's what I'm saying. It was more plausible than. Than the reality they'd already created for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There were, there were there were a couple couple of things about that that sort of bugged me. They're like, there are three trucks. You don't know which truck it is, and whatever else like that. And I'm like, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. enough science. Maybe you guys could correct this on me. But like in my head, I was like, I'm pretty sure you could just fucking shoot missiles at the trucks, and unless an atomic bomb is like armed and detonated, blowing it up doesn't actually set it off, Correct. right? It needs to be set off in a very particular way. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just sort of like, how about some F-18 fighter But this fighter was a jets? neutron bomb, not an atom. Like, whatever that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just sort of like, like for like to think that they'd be like, okay, we'll just give them the five months. Yeah. You know, like or the six months or as long as it takes. I was like, for like, I, I think that they should have that it should have been maybe a little bit of an effort on the part of the American government. They could have shut it down yeah. in some way or another. Well, no one, no one outside the city really knew that there were the three trucks, right? When Batman so. came in, he had to find that out from yeah. Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Same thing too with the military guy when he comes in. They give him the, uh, they give him the rundown. Yeah. And all that. Yeah, I thought that was okay. The biggest John beefs. Was the MacGuffin? Um, I had a big problem with that. I also, to me, the, the 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 first third of the film was the weakest. Like until Batman, there's no Batman shows up basically, <laughs> in the like, and that happens after like 45 minutes or or 60 minutes. Batman doesn't show up until then. He's like, go, and when I say he, I mean Nolan. He's like putting all of these elements into place that he, he has to have there to tell his story. And yeah. in a normal movie, there's like a an intense action scene at the start that like brings you in, introduces the characters, but bah, you're ready to go. But even what, even if you look at Dark Knight, you had that with the uh, the Joker's heist, the Joker's heist. Yeah, and, and it and slowed down. Well, he tried well, to mirror that Joker's heist with the Bane thing, 
right? Because Bane does that whole like kidnapping oh, yeah, the, the dude on the yeah, plane, yeah, right? Yeah, and, like yeah. that was super intense. It was not as good as a Joker heist, but it was still very very cool. Right. However, like once the Joker heist goes, you sort of know where you're at, and the movie can begin. Yeah. This movie, it does the heist, but then there's still another half hour, forty minutes of like development, getting all the players in, and I, I felt it dragged heavily at the start. Yep. At minute forty, I was in the theater going like, "Oh, dude, what happened here? What, what's going on? Where's this movie gonna go?" And then, and then Batman shows up and fucking all, you know, fucking Bane's plan gets unveiled. Everything goes to hell, yeah, and yeah, then it, I'm I'm in I'm enraptured for two hours. But yeah. let's start. I think that was the eight-year thing. I don't, I'm not sure the plot needed an eight-year downtime. I think I think that it... it I'm just talking s- about the pacing of a yeah, film. Right. I'm but not talking about... You wouldn't need an, all of that to establish, oh, that Bruce Wayne is now older and he's crippled and he's, right. his knees won't hold up and he can't walk without a cane. Like, what What purpose did that serve to push the plot forward? Not a whole Well, lot. except for the fact that the the important the part about it that I really liked like the eight years to me, even though, like like stress the fact that okay he stopped being Batman yeah. at the end of the second movie or like very shortly after they said they could give him a little bit of a goose chase then stopped being Batman, and he's still fucked his body is wrecked it's like it's eight years and he's not better why because you he's wrecked his body like I understand that that's not necessarily like fully necessary but there was a lot of like. You could feel the weight of the time on the Bruce Wayne Batman character. Not necessarily on a lot of the other stuff, but like you felt... But like, why spell it out? Why, well, why make okay. it eight years? Did you notice why? how Bruce was more of a character in this film than in either of the earlier two? Like in the other ones, it was more a movie about Batman. In this one, it was a little uh, bit more about this Bruce guy who you don't really get to meet too yeah, much. Yeah. You know, in movie one and two. So I've got... Three oh, things. Oh man! <laughs> three things in various order of like. Keith geek- didn't like this movie. Of geekness yeah. and in terms of like of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, geekness. I really there were two things I really disliked about Bane's voice. One that it always appeared to be coming from off camera, even when he was dead center in the Absol- camera. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. That was like, my one pet peeve about the movie. And you're like, was what awful. the fuck? And two, and like, this is a straight up geek thing that it was not at all Latin American sounding <laughs> whatsoever, which was just like, and I know that they changed who he was. So he wasn't. He was Manuel, British in the film, whatever. Right? Yeah, he's British yeah. as fuck. But I was just sort of like, it's a com- like a completely different voice than I've ever read Bane as. Like the mental voice. Like we all make fun of Nolan's whoa, 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 Batman voice. Like fucking no, 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 no. It's a uh, the the scene which had me in stitches. The where is the Trigger Man? Where is the Trigger Man? Yeah. <laughs> just like I was like, you're just the parody of that kid who did the parody. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> like That little kid. That Batman kid was voice. so good. Justice. <laughs> Justice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the Bane voice coming from off camera and not being at all Latin American. That yeah. was just like and, and apparently that was a thing in the test screenings that people were like, That movie was amazing, but what the fuck did Bane say? And yeah. So Chris they, Nolan had to go back and amp it up everything. Yeah. and redo everything. Yeah, recut a lot of the sound on the on the Bane stuff. I, I feel like and it'll happen again for a director's cut and it's gonna sound way better than that. Or something. It was just yeah. weird that his voice like and on top of that too, like because of the mask, like supposedly Hardy was talking, really, the like the whole time. But he was mic'd up in the mask. Well, I don't think he was mic'd up. I think there was all voiceovers later. But he was talking so that there would be there. But the mask covers, so you only barely see jaw movement. Yeah. So it's hard to like understand that he's talking. Like when you just see Bane and you're sort of like, "What are you doing off camera, there?" And you're like, "Who's that man? What's he yeah. doing?" Because you, know, you don't notice even the jaw 
motion huh. of like a party I didn't think time. it was that bad but I, I, I it, agree it, it, but it was just sort of like it was kind of weird because you have all these people talking at a certain volume and then Bane somewhere else voice yeah. is like coming in from a PA system yeah and, and even then you couldn't understand everything he said so if they did that to make it him understandable thumbs up for making him understandable because there were sometimes where you yeah. had no fucking clue what he was saying and that that was totally the result of a design choice Bane in the comics doesn't just wears a really, mask. Yeah, he doesn't really have his mouth covered. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, know, though, I thought this he, was way. He does. He's got like a mask in the cartoon, mask. but like you could have done different things with that. Yeah. Like the reason Batman worked, you can kind of understand what he's saying, even though he's got that stupid voice, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. can see his mouth. Yeah. Yep. So go on. That's two of four. Yeah, you don't see you don't see like a whole lot of Iron Man talking with his mask down in the Iron Man movies or in the Avengers. They really, they do that really cool inside the mask shot of uh, yeah, or he'll movies. flip it up yeah when yeah, he needs yeah, to yeah, interact yeah, yeah. with someone. Um, number two, I really really didn't like the way that they put even even if they're like okay like he first of all they broke his back and then they threw him into the prison. I don't know why guys that ultimately work for Talia and Bane would fix his back. I thought that was a little weird. They're like, here you go. Fix your back. Oh, man, he's training and getting way stronger. Let's not call or tell anybody. You know? And then just fucking put it into a situation where Batman can escape. And even if you're like, yeah, but nobody ever escaped except for Talia. This is still a trained member of the League of Shadows. You don't think he's going to fucking climb up and escape? And then he shows up and they're like, oh, shit, Batman's back. And I'm like, well, you put him in a prison with a conceivable escape scenario, which was just climbing out. You didn't check in on him. It was five fucking months. You just thought he was going to lie there in bed watching television. They blew up all the bridges. It's not like they were going to walk there. <laughs> but, do you, but do you see what I mean? <laughs> we're just sort of like in a series that has like, for the most part, really made the, its villains intelligent and like covering their bases, especially goddamn fucking Bane. You think he would maybe cover his bases a little bit? Nope. We just put him in a hole with footholds. He's a trained member of the League of Shadows. For some reason, they fixed his fucking back. Obviously, he's going to fucking get out. All right. Well, you know what What I'll say to that? It's Batman. And if there's one thing we know about Batman, is he gets put in death traps. Yeah. And it's about time Christopher Nolan honored that legacy of Batman being trapped in a giant snow cone, <laughs> being trapped on a carousel it's, it's that's okay. hypnotizing him and it's going to blow up. It's a very up. good point. It's, it's not like, like, it's cool that they put him into the situation. It's cool that he escaped. It's just that like for like for Talia and Bane to just be like, well, I guess the next five months will be fine. No need to check in on him. You know, like you kept him alive for a reason. You think that you wouldn't be like, hey, how's the prisoner doing? Or you have, oh, like, by the way, his back is okay. He's doing one arm push-ups and sit-ups and chin-ups. Oh, Maybe let's lock the door to his cell. Like, fucking anything. Like, it's just sort of like, just such a, like, well taken care of. Watch the demise of your city. You know, no I, need to look in on this guy again. I swear to God, when they showed the bomb in that movie being a giant sphere, yep. I was super excited because the back of the my mind... he's going to run around He's going to run around with the bomb over yeah. his head. <laughs> Running yeah. some nuns Which and then some did. children and then a pregnant lady. Yeah. And the last thing that slightly bothered me was the fact that, once again, in not the same fashion that Batman and Robin did it, but once again, Bane somehow got slightly relegated to being a sidekick. Yeah. Which is so sad. Like, just, just from a thematic perspective of the character. Like, they got so much right about the character that obviously was non-existent in Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. But just that once again, they relegated Bane to a sidekick. And that's a little bit of fanboy stuff. Like I said, most of it is like little miniature fanboy gripes. 
the putting him in the prison, I I had to like swallow a swallow a, like a reality pill of being like, wow, these guys fucking thought of everything, and they got the only guy who can do the bomb or whatever. But like checking in on Batman for one time <laughs> in five fucking oh, hey, months. This guy fixed his back, and he's and he's getting real healthy. He might actually pull this off. Let's just drop a whole bunch of napalm in there. Or yeah, or or how about just like give a satellite phone to one of the prisoners, being like. The Batman is escaping. <laughs> you know, like whatever. Like there's like millions of ways that they could have fucking overcome this situation. Just like complete like like it was like a Doctor Evil moment for Bane. Or just like like you know uh, Scott Evil being like, why don't you just shoot him and uh, and then it'll be done. You know, no, 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 a, do you guys Scott. remember this is this is I have a gun in my room. I have room. a gun in my room. We could do it together. Father and son. It'd be It'll awesome. be fun. No, no, no. Now close the doors. What? You're not even going to wait to see it happen? No, I assume everything will go just fine. Like, that's... Hold that on, was on, the okay. fucking rationale. Okay. We're, going back, we're going back to our, our fucking Utes here. We had a debate between Dawson Sci-Fi and the Dawson Debate Club. Right. And we debated what is the better... Or like... God, something about Star Wars. What was the exact? I don't remember what I the exact. I don't know, man. I was involved in that. Was. I was involved in the Skate Club feud. This was super cool. You were there, right? It was me and Matt who did it. That's right. And what was the what was the exact terms of the debate? Whether Luke Skywalker was right in leaving Dagobah to go save his friends on Cloud City. Boom. So this was the debate, and then a bunch of Debate Club kids came up and they debated their points, and a bunch of Sci-Fi kids came up and debated their points as That's to awesome. like whether he was right to leave Dagobah abandon his training and go back to Cloud City and the person who won that debate single handedly was Dave Ip fucking dude Dave who walked up and was like if Luke had sat in the fucking Dagobah and finished his training it would have been a shitty movie it would have been really boring it was super cool he abandoned his training (laughs) got all emotional and fucking went up to Cloud City and tried to do his shit and it went wrong and it was better for the story that that's what happened to me that's what all of what what you're saying about Bane making stupid decisions here it was better for the story. Yep. And if you just like, if you feel like you're in the theater and you don't want to think about these things about how how obvious the solution yep. to all these problems were, it just makes for a film that is like happens. I would have accepted that entire scenario, yep. the entire fucking scenario, with a single fucking line of dialogue from one of the prisoners. Yep. Been like, we've done many wrongs, and this may be one of the right. Like Bane would kill us if he found out. Then we fix his back. Right. So then at least Bane wouldn't know. That his back was fixed. The tiniest and, acknowledgement. And that they and that the, his back being fixed was like a secret to Bane. Right. Then everything would have been fine. Just like that would have taken five goddamn seconds. And like if his back was if they didn't know his back was was fixed. Right. Then it's okay. And it, or if there was some sort of a, like a mention that the prisoners were keeping like that the only prisoner who knew who he was, which was sort of implied, was his cellmate. Right. The only because all the other prisoners w- would have probably like killed him or something if they knew who he was or raped him a bunch or raped him a bunch whatever just like that single a single moment of acknowledging that the fixing of his back was like done in some sort of a clandestine manner Mm -hmm. and that they're not going to tell Bane about it and I'm trying to right my wrongs some shit like that so that at least Bane would still think that his back was broken right just that they fixed his back at like week one also by punching it yeah yeah to me that was very what Wait, what? Doctor Doctor Hobo yeah. fixes yeah. your back by punching it. <laughs> but that's it. But I'm like that. That doesn't even bother me so much yeah. as the gross oversight of the fact that now the Batman has a fixed back and is getting stronger and stronger. And nobody's telling Bane. Like just saying that we're not telling Bane because whatever. Fuck. Yeah. Him. You know, or just yeah. like something like that would have just been. I will. I will add one to your your litany. The um the fact that the Bane had this. 
it was such like a badass the whole way through the movie and his end was just getting shot by fucking Catwoman driving in being like pew, pew, shooting him a bunch of times and Batman's like what and she's like yeah guns they work yeah I thought but, it was hilarious end of the bane yeah Talia's death was also pretty terrible though. car accident yeah but, but like the actual performance of her death was just it, it, it didn't. I didn't even. It didn't. But also, just to a me. car accident too, because you're just sort of like Talia Al Ghul, and she's dead. You're like, thanks. Yeah. Like, I, like, she was there to tie in the movies. So I get that, but yeah, yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised by the twist not being horribly spoiled by. It wasn't spoiled for me either, and I loved it. Yeah. It was great. I was talking with Lontok, and Lontok um, talked about how if you had been following, like I had been pointedly not following stuff about the Dark Knight, so yeah, I didn't know. Me too, me too. So the twist twist happened. But the fact that he was just sort of like, so when they announced the casting, they announced some girl was cast as Talia al Ghul, and it was like, a real girl. So I'm watching the movie being like, well, I guess this new female character is probably Talia al Ghul, <laughs> based on the casting announcements from like a year prior. And I was like, that's sort of shitty. That sucks but it, so bad. It wasn't. That was just plain internet speculation. Really? Yeah. They released the cast list without... With her as whatever Maria or whatever no, without without any characters, so people were like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, maybe he's playing the Riddler. Oh, yeah, oh this yeah, girl yeah. is playing. Maybe yeah, she's remember, playing Natalia. That, but I, like, they might have leaked it. No, it was just it was just point. a maybe thing, and then they released. No, these are the names. You know, okay. Joe Gordon-Levitt is playing de- officer, officer slash detective. Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, that, which is the reason why I think they changed his name because it would have been Dick Grayson. Be like, <laughs> Wasn't it a, a link to like a Batman comic from the '40s that had like this guy showed up for one panel? It was like a Jason cop. Blake. I'm Jason Blake. Whatever, and that was it. And he just never showed up again. Jason Blake isn't anybody, right? Like, no, I think it's just like a mishmash of other Robin names. Because there was Jason yeah, Todd. Yeah. There was Jason Todd, and there was Tim Drake, and I think it was just kind of playing with. What the, was the other one? The other Robin. Dick Grayson. Yeah, no, but Jason, Jason Todd, Tim, Jason Todd, everyone sucks. Uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, the the flying Graysons. Yes, then it was Jason thief. Todd, the car tire thief, and yeah. then it was Tim Drake, the black cape, the Tim staff, Drake, and then Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne. And uh, spoiler, Stephanie Brown for a little bit. Right. So you just say spoilers on that? No, that that was her name. Spoiler. Oh, okay. She she went wow. from being spoiler into being Robin. Robin. I love Tim Drake. Tim Drake's my favorite Robin. I have no opinion. Tim Drake is also your favorite Robin. You just don't know it. Really? It's a cool, like, hacker teenager who's like, I figured it out, Batman. Let me be Robin. And, Robin, and Batman's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, which is kind of like, it's, it's like the best Robin, sort of. So the, um, the studio has signed Mr. Nolan on for another three Batman movies. Yep. He has said that they will not be related. I am quite confident that Joseph Gordon-Lovett is the new Batman and that it is going to be indirectly tied into this. I'd be really, really excited for it. A Joseph Gordon-Levitt Batman? I was, what I was really, really hoping when I saw the end of that movie was what Nolan said um, like a little little while ago, how he was talking about how like the next Batman story that he, like if he would tell a Batman story again, yeah. he'd prefer to be like an HBO-style serial. Oh, that'd be great. And I was really hoping, I was like, he set it up, and I was like, yeah. Gordon-Levitt is not a superstar. Like, yeah, well, he he's, is. He's, a, he's a big star, but he's like, but I, okay, but you're saying that Joseph Gordon-Levitt wouldn't possibly like put movie career on hold to do a Christopher Nolan HBO series. Like HBO is now a pretty big deal. Like yeah. I don't necessarily know if a guy like Christian Bale would do it, but I feel like Joseph Gordon Levin might. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. I um I, I think like HBO is gaining more and more and more respect. With with uh, Game of Thrones Game, coming up. Game of Thrones and the Well the All last the ten stuff. years. Well, half, half of the shows Aaron that Sorkin, we fucking dude. want. Aaron Sorkin coming off of Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scorsese. No, but, yeah, but Scorsese's still on as a producer, sometimes director. Aaron Sorkin is the head writer on Newsroom, 
So putting all like he just came off of Social Network, like yeah. Academy Award winning film, like and the writing is fucking amazing. To r- almost exclusively write, I mean writers are a little bit different from sure, actors sure. directors because you could sit down and probably like power through a season's worth of stuff in a couple weeks, you know. Whereas in production you can't do that. But still, fucking Academy Award winning writer being like, I'm gonna be writing this HBO show right now, yeah, like which is fucking kick-ass, dude. Yeah, I think it's super, super kick-ass. And I, I think, like, there are some stories that if you want to do them justice, you need to do in 10 or 15 hours. Yep. You know? And, and like, to, like when people pick up a book like Dune and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking do a Dune movie. You can't do a fucking Dune yeah. movie. It's 650 pages, and it's 650 dense pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? well, yeah same thing with Game of Thrones. It wouldn't have been a movie. Absolutely. You couldn't possibly do like, a Game of Thrones they're, movie. They're chopping shit out left, right, and center. And in a, still in a, taking in a, 13 hours yeah, to In do a 13-hour storytelling <laughs> of a single book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I would love to see a, like an extended, high-production value, Batman good writer's story. Batman story. Oh, Warner Brothers. long Halloween. <sighs> Warner Brothers is getting into pre-production for Justice League. So, I see some... Some stuff They're there. trying they to do Avengers. They're just going to fuck it up. They had approached Ben Affleck to direct. Oh, shit. Have you what? seen the trailer for Ben Affleck's new movie? What? Yeah, um, which Argo? It looked terrible, if I remember correctly. Are you ridiculous? It's like about. It's based on like actual declassified stuff. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the actor... The Americans get held hostage in, in uh, Iran. Iran, and then some actors go into like film no, a sci-fi movie, and then they're going to get Iran. the people out based on yeah. it. It looked, it looked it ridiculous looked cool, to me. Man. I don't know. I find it looks really cool. Oh, Did, really? Have you seen any of Ben Affleck's directing? Yes. The Town? It was fucking awful. You didn't what? like that? I like The I Town a lot. Town. Gone Baby Gone. Drugs? And Gone Baby Gone? Gone Baby Gone was didn't a see Gone Baby fantastic Gone. film. I thought Gone Baby Gone was so-so. I thought The Town was amazing. You're Man, have you ever what? seen a movie that made the what? city a character as well as Gone Baby Gone made Boston a character? Uh, like, the, short of Manhattan by Woody the, Allen? The, like, the, 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 what do you call it? The Departed. The Departed. There you go. Okay, same boss. But, but see, that was done by a, a real. Are you guys real? You guys like yeah, the town? Are you guys real? This was. It was like the fucking corniest love story tacked onto a cheesy heist film. That was a fucking town, and it was done with the pretension of like, oh, we're all real because we're from fucking Saudi in Boston. I really didn't like the town. I really didn't like the town. <laughs> I really loved Departed. <laughs> I don't Was know, it because guys. they were like, there can be only one movie about Boston. No, I love Boston, man. It's my other my other home. Oh, I live then, there. Then fucking... I recommend Gone Baby Gone. All right, I'll check it out. Maybe, and, maybe and Ben you Affleck don't, knows you don't, more. You don't have to see Ben Affleck in Gone Baby Gone either. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Casey Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> really, guys? Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it a lot. Uh he hasn't committed to Justice League. Okay. But I, I I'm I'm super nervous about Justice League. Yeah. Because one, Green Lantern was an awful movie. Terrible. Two, the trailer for Superman looks fucking awful. terrible. It looks pretentious as shit. Everybody I was with really, in the theater really was nice. like, yay, Superman. And I'm like, what? It, lo- it, it, it actually managed to look way crappier than the previous Superman. Yes. Absolutely. Right. It's taking itself hyper, hyper, hyper seriously. And I don't know how you can do that with a Superman movie. He's a fucking alien who beats people up real good. And pretends to be a nerd the rest right. of the time. Like, not not Bruce Wayne pretending, oh, I'm, I'm foppish and fun yeah. and getting with supermodels. Like, an actual bumbling idiot. I don't get it, man. Yeah. I I don't get Superman to begin with. So, I, And I've complained often about how stupid a story it is and how this, like, undefeatable monster 
doesn't make for good storytelling. It, it totally has to be about the responsibility of power. Like, yeah. that's, that's what worked about the Richard Donner ones, where he was like, hmm, I kind of wish I had a normal life. Yeah. Uh, but I've got to go fight these other superpowered beings. Like, oh, being a superhero is okay because I'm always going to survive, but look, my, the love of my life is getting buried by a giant earthquake, and now, right. now I'm freaking out. That's what it has to be about. Like well, that, that was that was kind of the only thing the uh, the Brian Singer one got right was the Superman trying to be like I have a kid and like whatever else. Like that little part of Superman not liking his life at the beginning was the best part of the movie. Then it was all like yeah, kind of. It was well, there, well, anyway, there was that really cool scene where he took a bullet off the eye, and that was kind of cool. Hold on, did they do a Wonder Woman movie? Isn't she a major part no, no, of no, Justice no, League? Were, no, no, no. David E. Kelly was uh, trying to make a Wonder Woman TV show, and it got like. I think it got canned before production of the pilot was finished. Yeah, it was a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, a pilot. They, they test screened the pilot. They test screened the pilot and then canned it? Okay, so then what else is there in Justice League? Fucking... Uh, Green Lantern? Green Lantern? Yes, Marvin. Which was a fucking travesty. I want to say Marvin the Martian. It's the Green Martian? Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. No, 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 but no, it's John New 52, Johns. so it's Cyborg. I don't know. Could okay. be. The Flash... Okay. It would have been amazing movie. if they would have gotten Ryan Reynolds to play him. But... You just want to put Ryan Reynolds in fucking everything. <laughs> no, Ryan, Reynolds... Ryan Reynolds in all the movies. As the Flash, though, he totally worked. You a lot of Breaker High when you were a kid. <laughs> Two guys, girls, and a pizza place. I don't remember place. good things about the Flash. I didn't see it, but I don't... There, there was no Flash movie. Yeah, there was. No, no there wasn't. There was a TV movie. series in 88. But, it was terrible. Uh, it was awful. You guys are, like, trolling me. There was a Flash movie. Mm-hmm. No. I fucking looked this up on my fucking phone. Bullshit. You don't need to because there was no Flash movie. There was no Flash movie, dude. There was a Flash Gordon. That Flash a different... <laughs> there was There was a Flash yeah, TV yeah, series yeah, yeah. where Mark Hamill played the trickster, which sounds an awful lot like the Joker okay. from the Batman the Animated Series. But... So anyway, all of these critical members of the Justice League don't have films to support them in an Avengers-style film. Correct. Correct. Like, like the Avengers, which had... Everybody in there. It, with Iron the exception Man and of Cap Hawkeye. and Thor? Yeah. Iron Man, Cap, and Thor with Black Widow as an established character. Right. Additionally, so you've got Superman, with Batman, Hawkeye, and... Hawkeye also as an established character. He was in Thor. Yeah. Okay, but they they did take time to do that, but yeah, which which as a result let them fucking jump straight into an Avengers movie without fucking establishing who all these people and... were. Yeah, well they've got Batman. They're going to have Superman, and but are they going to be Nolan, Batman, and Superman? Then the problem with that Nolan's the executive producer on Superman. Yeah. Yes, but that's, yeah. What I'm that's why I said Nolan, Batman, and Superman. That's the other giant fucking problem, is that if as soon as you stop with the Justice League, well, you know what fucking makes a shit n- no sense ever again? Any story about Batman. Bane shows up with his bombs, so and bomb. flies in, pew, pew, and then he flies, flies away. to the moon. Have a great one, safe. citizens. And that's the end of the it's Batman. Over. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Also, everybody who's used to the Batman being this gritty, real-world kind of storytelling... And then you go into Justice League, which is all of the villains of every multiverse get together to beat up on every possible... I have a green ring that becomes a big green fist and punches people. Right. That's, what you, that's what you do with your ring? <laughs> what? <laughs> you have a with the ring. Fucking Batman. Batman would just be really pissed. Why the hell were you chosen as the protector of this planet? Okay, here's another thing, though. Is that Justice League, like, they're always in costumes, so it would be a lot of Batman voice. There is really no way for that movie to work. I feel so bad for Warner Brothers. They're, they're just... Wow, they just have to take the first JLA comic against the White Martians and have Batman come back in with four of them. Even that. That's the movie. They fight a bunch of Martians. Welcome to the JLA. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, it's so stupid. What are they so going to fight? Bad. And they're like... 
Who are they going to fight? They're going to fight Lex Luthor, who's going to try to build a giant island in the Atlantic and sell it for real, real estate. estate money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude. Fuck, or, uh... Darkseid. That's like Apocalypse. Nope. Right. DC's Apocalypse. Darkseid. Right. What? Darkseid. Darkseid's a pretty good JLA. Yeah, but he's not DC's Apocalypse. They look identically. Like, they're, they're drawn exactly. I know they're different people, and they have different He's goals. closer to Thanos, I think. Are they big and Thanos, but drawing-wise, uh, he's Apocalypse. They're big purple Rocky dudes, aren't they? He's a little gray. Or whatever. Either way, but yeah. Thematically, yeah, he's Thanos. That'd be extra stupid. Imagine a JLA movie comes out with Darkseid <laughs> as Avengers 2 is coming out with Thanos, and you're like, what? One of these movies works. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking <laughs> Avengers 2. Uh, speaking speaking of Avengers 2, they signed Joss Whedon on. Yes, they did. Yep, yep, yep. Exciting news, not surprising. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Joss, thanks for making us a billion dollars. Could you, you do next that time. again? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Disney. Yeah, man. Yeah. I still, I still think that he should take his Avengers money and make more Firefly. Man. He could do it, man. He, he could. could. Do it. Single-handedly written, Fund produced, funded by... Mr. Joss Whedon. Make a bunch of money. And also, earn the love of his fans for eternity. Because he doesn't have that already? He does. I think I think this would cement something. I don't think he has to anymore. He made the Avengers. He made there are t-shirts Fly. on the internet that said, Joss Whedon is my master now. Very popular know, t-shirts. This, this, would, this would keep that shit going for forever. I think, he did. I think he could almost stop doing anything. And still like maintain the love of everyone. Maybe. Like Other than him like entering into a partnership with Valve. Maybe I'm hoping he's going to listen to this and be like, John is right. I should fund all of these Firefly episodes myself. I listen to this podcast. That's right. Joss and the other 130 people. What he should should do is, if he's smart about it, is just throw the Firefly crew in for a little bit into the next Avengers movie. Oh, and then it could be a spinoff. It could be a spinoff, right? So, like, you get that... Disney money to make it. You get that Agent Coulson factor. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) everyone loves Agent Coulson. Oh, we're so sad he died. Everyone loves the crew of the Firefly. (laughs) Time for a TV (laughs) spinoff. Look at you, Disney. Yeah. Take my love. Take my... (laughs) Yeah. That that theme song is so so rocky. Uh, yeah, he wrote it was, it. yeah, I know. I liked it, <laughs> and he sung it too in the original version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't sing yeah. the the final version. Uh, do we have anything else going on? I don't know. Like I said, we've been talking a lot about all the movies that we've been watching. Yeah, but what else could we talk about? All the movies we've been watching. Uh, in Fantasia? I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like that. no, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. You and I have yeah. already been talking about pretty much what we've been doing for the past two or three weeks. Daily, Scott, huh? Daily. Okay, I thought you were like dating. I was like, you want to talk dating? I said we've been, been talking about the things we've been show. doing daily. That's right. Yeah, Scott, right? do you have anything else? Well, I've been We've listening done 16 to... podcasts in 20 days. I've, I've seen the feed. It's ridiculous. Keith, 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 Keith. I'll post the comic. Scott. Keith, yeah. Keith, Keith. Get out of my feed, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comic was on Wednesday. It's Thursday. I'm already like fourth or fifth down the page. Maybe I should have posted one or two of those just to break up your icon. You could have, yeah. I could have. Just whatever, though. But you don't even promote the site. Hey, yeah. John, do you want to flyer the line in front of Fantasia? I got you a coffee. That kept you going. Yep. Do you want to, you know, invite friends on your Facebook to... I don't go on Facebook. But that doesn't... You don't need to. You can still invite people. Come back, John. Takes VIP pass. Refuses to promote. (laughs) John is just shrugging. (laughs) I did... I I was... I showed up at every possible opportunity. I did everything to respect the fucking pass that you got me. Yeah, except for promoting the site. Well... It's great that I got to see all these movies and talk about them, but I don't really want anyone else to listen to them. <laughs> uh, 
You know, this is a for real bust your ball moment. Like, yeah. you, you can log into Facebook and invite your friends list and then not invite, not log into Facebook ever again. I don't think anyone would harm you for it. Yeah, they, they would. would. How? Oh, I they'd be like, oh, John. Because first off, you've hit 95% of the people on my friends list. There's, sure. I don't have a lot of circles that you don't have. Furthermore, yeah. I don't have circles that would care about anything that we do that is not people you have not already hit. I well, can't invite them more than once. You can. <laughs> I don't feel Just good about those spamming f- people. It's it wow, two, two invitations on the fucking like pile of shit to make a fucking site that you're like, yeah, we got the hundred those hits. Like, like, yeah, I'd like more of those hits, please. I don't know, it's ridiculous. Speaking of, we're at a hundred thousand hits. Yeah, we've been running for one year. John doesn't want to promote this website. Apparently. I do. He thinks I, it's not a big enough. Deal, I promote our articles. You don't see it. I do promote our articles. I don't see it. Yes. I have Reddit accounts that bring in hits. <laughs> secret Reddit accounts. <laughs> I have secret Reddit okay. accounts that bring in hits. You didn't post your links into our horror because I had to do that for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, music. Have you guys been listening to anything? No, I not really haven't been. Uh, other, nope. Talked about it last episode. Yeah, I downloaded an album by a group called Addison Groove. Mm-hmm. Which I think Keith would like because it's lots of repetitive electronic noises that don't really do anything for me. Beep boop. Yeah. But is it like aggressively repetitive or is it no, like aggressive very, electronic noises? No, it's like imagine if like an electro band tried to make R&B and that's what Addison Groove sounds like. Oh. Great. I don't think it's going to last too long in the, um, on really, the playlist. Um, like I'm giving it like a D maybe a D plus if I'm really bored or I'm reading. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. You shared that with Garbage us. Garbage recommendation. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, don't recommendation. listen to this I'm just band. Saying. <laughs> well, oh, we, yeah. we talk about music. I just don't want to be given all the music. I listen to hand jobs all the time. And okay, that's good. That's fair. This that's one kind of... That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've literally been listening to just mix CDs that have been in my car because with, uh, with all the Fantasia shit and whatever else, I just haven't been haven't been aware of music. There was something I really wanted to check uh, out. I downloaded the new Rick Ross album. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I heard... I actually read the Vice Magazine recommendation for that. It was great. Yeah. He's he's got he's got skills and he works with good people. I listened to Enigma's Le Roi est mort, Vive le Roi. You remember that album because it's got the "I'm Asking Why" song at the start of it. What it brought me back to sci-fi? Okay, Enigma's Enigma. Man, early. What do you even call this kind of music? Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> dreamy. <laughs> dreamy. Fantasy. It's, it's like, like morning music for you. Yeah, it was like super morning music. We used to put this song, this this whole album on. Every morning at the club before like ten o'clock, you had to play like chill music, which was like Portishead's Dummy or yeah, yeah. Massive Attack's Mezzanine or uh, Enigma's Le Roi est Mort, Vive Le Roi. I'm, I'm, that is, I, I remember the like those chill ass mornings. No, 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 not to the chill ass mornings. I'm asking why. No, the mu- like just like the music, whatever else like that. Like yeah. when <laughs> I would just listen to a bunch of ska and be like, we don't want to listen to ska. Well, it's my exact hour, so fuck it. And yep. this is sort of like. Here's two hours of ska coming your way, bitches. Yeah. Half the club clears out, and I'm like, hooray. <laughs> like, well, that was the club. That was like Robin's days where she was like, there is no si- there is no Magic the Gathering allowed during Robin's, <laughs> Robin's yeah, exact exactly. hours. The club just empties. Where it was just sort of uh, whatever. <laughs> and moves across the hall to Oliver's. Oliver! <laughs> you got it. It's not all's well, there was Oliver's. Yeah, when uh, Ronan and I would be like, um... The only card game that can be played at the exact desk is War. Yeah. <laughs> the cards. <laughs> you guys want to play cards? That's cool. Yeah. It's going to be War. 
Yeah, those, oh, those, are, those are good times. Anyway, I listened to that album front to back two or three times. It was great. Cool. It's I also like listened, memories, man, memories. I also listened, speaking of old music, I yeah. listened to Slayer's Rain and Blood. Oh, that's a great song. Great album. album. The album song too. is Raining Blood. Raining Blood. And you said Rain in Blood? Rain, rain, blood. Raining Blood. blood. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Well, that's what the album's called. Rain of Blood, uh-huh. Raining Blood. It's great. Not not a huge fan. No? No, no. It just seems like less talented old Metallica. Wow. There's we, a bunch of Slayer fans you just threw into a blood fury. Well, that's fine. I mean, I'm not the biggest thrash metal fan yeah, out there. Right. And I, it was fine when I was playing Counter-Strike, but listening to it while I was just listening to music didn't, mm-hmm. didn't do yeah, anything yeah, yeah. for me. We were, we were talking about this a little bit in the car, though. I think that Slayer benefited a lot from being the only band that kids kind of could get a hold of in, like, lots of parts of Canada and the United States, whatever. Like, at that time, there wasn't... They I got the Megadeth up. album. I, I got Ride the Lightning, and I need more. Yeah, we're, it's gonna be Slayer. Yeah. It's gonna be Slayer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There was no internet. There was no that. The, none of that shit was on the radio. Wasn't on MTV yet. Like, it was just sort of like Slayer, like rough around the edges, like loud, whatever. And you're like, yeah, fucking Slayer. And like because they were a little really? bit, yeah, because they were a little bit rougher too. They, I think they got like. Like they're much more, much more rough around the edges of Meg- than Megadeth and Metallica. If you look at the stuff, yeah, that's but that's out. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying I don't like ultra produced. But I'm just saying that, like, if you're, a I'm kid, not saying ultra produced. Just yeah. the the guitar skills. Dave Mustaine and Kirk Hammett are better guitarists. But yeah, like, would would they have gotten so big if people knew that there were a million other thrash metal bands around? Were there a million other thrash metal yeah, bands at the time? For sure, there were probably local. But guys. how would you find? A new thrash metal band. Ooh, no. You, you walk into Sam question. the Record Man or HMV in 1984, and you walk to the metal section. You'd have Megadeth, Metallica, Pantera, and Slayer, and you'd be like, "Oh." Or I and then you right. and then you end up in like the hair metal stuff, and you're like, "Oh, well, yeah, exactly. no." That's also sketchy. I, I guess I'm not the guy who could tell the difference between Raining Blood and Raining Blood, but <laughs> I don't know. I I think there's something like good and raw about Slayer. I, I like Slayer oh, yeah. a lot too, and I don't, I don't want to detract from them, but I think that they, I, I think that they. In might. fact, in a sense, I prefer them to Megadeth, despite the fact that I listen to Megadeth more often because yeah. they're more like they're less produced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I, but I'm just saying. Who, but who knows if they would have gotten famous without, uh, yeah, with without like because they cause they had a really big record deal with Def Jam, um, and Def Jam was trying to like market themselves, I guess, as a, like. Alternative, whatever, yeah. because they booked like Sl- they booked Slayer as a direct result of the Beastie Boys blowing up, like which doesn't make a ton of sense, fucking <laughs> like in whatever. But it was just sort of like you had like because the, they were like because white kids started buying Def Jam records because of the Beastie Boys, so they were like, oh shit, we need more for the white kids, more for the white kids, yeah. and like somehow Rick Rubin, I guess, was like fucking death metal or not death metal, thrash metal, like oh, yeah, here it goes, <laughs> like yeah. Who knows what the fucking what the logic was there, but it still got like a bigger release than a lot of the other stuff that sounded like that was getting. Hmm. So yeah, and stuff like like Kill 'Em All and Master of Puppets that was like passed around. It was like file sharing by by hand, by hand, by hand. Yeah. hand sharing, hand jobs. Like it's not like you could turn on MTV and get a good dose of what was new and cool and thrash metal, like. Mm. It's that, a couple of magazines, and that's it, you know? Uh, I saw them live. Uh, Slayer? Heavy MTL, yeah, nice. a year or two ago. That, they were awesome. They were really kick-ass. But I, like I said, I subscribe to your thought of just, like, the fact that loud and heavy and rough is fun. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, no, I, I'm saying it also is, like, 
a married 34 year old who's listening to this album really for the first time so take hmm. that as it will right, doesn't well, have the nostalgia factor of Simon. 350 Shades Grey no uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I think that's it we're hitting the hour okay woo we're back in the saddle again are we gonna do like a special starting off on year two yeah we're gonna do like a special year end podcast or was, it, or was this it I think this was it this is sort of it I don't know. What do we? What, we could just like sit around and talk for an hour of us like just stroking off. I don't know. I'm that. pretty sure that it would end up being everybody bitching at me for being a drink and not putting up enough posts, and Scott getting mad at everybody. And, yeah, exactly. I think that if we tried to, if we tried Keith to, being like way too fucking keen, that's like if that, we tried that to rehash. If we tried to rehash the whole year. Yes, it would create a fight. Like, that would kind of be funny. We get <laughs> Sophie in here. Everybody would fight. Just yell yeah. about between this podcast and the fact that Sophie did that. Amazing drawing of us as dreadnoughts. What's a dreadnought? Dreadnought, you fucking What's son a dread- of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, the fact that on the on the day of we had a podcast with Mick Foley, yep. whereas a year ago I like I paid to get into Just for Laughs, and this year I was like press passed in and allowed. To, to be run. fair, you paid, but then we snuck in. But not yeah, we no, we snuck yeah. into one thing. We, we went to the thing. biggest Accident, thing, like, the eighty dollar thing. Yeah, 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 but accidentally, it's not like you did it on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. We, we Basically, we're idiots, and we ended up <laughs> in the most lost. expensive comedy show in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's yeah. it. Like to think that one year later we'd be allowed to like fucking set up our computer at the bar in the Hyatt mm-hmm. and just grab actual celebrities to do our stupid little show. I was like, I think that's like as a like one year, hundred thousand hits, bunch of comics, bunch of podcasts, and whatever else like that. But also being getting the site to be slightly regarded, at least in Montreal it's media great. scene, is super yep. cool. Very fun. Yeah. So all you other up and coming podcasters. Stop it! Fuck off our turf! Stop it! <laughs> this is our city. No, we're gonna start. Um, I think we're gonna start a new podcast series called like Podcast Deathmatch, where we have like littler podcasts, but they're all like squash matches, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just have littler podcasts. We put like a deathmatch clause in there, and then just like annihilate them. Like, uh, pre-drinking is a prerequisite for these other podcasters. Because exactly. mm-hmm. Scott recommends you drink everything brown. Yeah, uh, we do shot after shot after shot, and then we put microphones in front with of them. you, and then we'll go on live. Exactly. This was nine to five entertainment system, guys. Yes, it was. I'm John. I'm Keith. I'm Scott. Catch you next year. <laughs>